On episode 206 of the Goblin Trashmasters, we talk about the art direction of Magic the Gathering through the years through our very own unique design experience lenses. I'm Kyle, Magic player and graphic designer. I'm Ashley, Magic player and folk art specialist. I'm Anthony, I'm 19 years old, and I never learned how to read. Well, I guess we'll just talk some trash? As long as I don't have to read it, on account of my aforementioned illiteracy. Kyle gets to use his illustration art degree because we're going to talk about art and design and Magic the Gathering. I'm very excited. I don't know about you guys. That is the squiggles that exist above the rules text, right? Correct. And <laughs> I really, really like the squiggles and the frames and borders that hold the squiggles. These are pleasant squiggles. I like these squiggles. Squiggles are good. Yeah. And there's some unpleasant squiggles, too. There's mm. some, there, there are, I, I feel like every magic player has some art that they're just like, no, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, like Earthbind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spike Feeder is, is the one for me. That, that, that card haunts my nightmares. I just want to put my tongue in his mandibles. Is that oh, weird? God. Oh. <laughs> I just imagine they'd be real scratchy. Ugh. It's, uh, it's cackling fiend for me. I don't even know what that art is. Is it a fiend that's cackling? Yeah. I think that's the name Watch, it's it. just like a bunny. It's <laughs> not. Are you Anya from Buffy? Um, can you see it? No, but also no one listening void. can. Who is this for? <laughs> it's for no one. It's just for us. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's not even for I me. I really like the art on these three loading dot icons that are fading in a circle. Maybe well, that's that the art. That part's not my fault. Yeah, it's what the artist intended. Like Ongo Bogogian says. Oh, that's a oh, good yeah. choice. Oh, yeah, that's a good creepy one. It's the drool. Yeah. This, this is why I don't shave my head. If I don't have hair, I'd be looking like this straight up every time. <laughs> Cackling Anthony. Like, uh, if I, I shaved my head once and I walked into a room and someone was like, oh, God, Count Chocula. <laughs> All right. But so, like we said, we're going to talk about Frankenberry is, you know, gay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Frankenberry is a gay man. Or a gay reanimated corpse. That's intersectionality. Hey. hey. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Okay. Like I said, we're going to be talking about art and design in the realm of Magic the Gathering. Uh, specifically, um, the card borders, the card frames, and the artwork. And we'll get into that. But first, start off with a def definition. And the one I chose is art I direction. love some definitions. Yes. Yeah. Art direction is the is the a good place to start. I feel to get a a feeling on you know because we talk about designing sets of magic cards, but there's mm. a whole team designing the look of magic cards. And art direction is the management of creative processes that produce visual outputs such as publications, media, environments, communications, and symbols. For example, magazine covers, movie sets. Video games, advertising, and visual branding may all require the work of an art director. And an art director is responsible for the overall visual aspect of an advertisement or a media campaign. And it coordinates uh, the work of other artists and designers, like graphic designers, illustrators, 
and just puts them all together and makes sure that everyone's on task has a theme and it's it's it all looks cohesive and put together that it's not just you know here's a bunch of random art like no there's there's definitely a path uh to art direction and magic the gathering cards it's no different there is a whole team of art directors graphic designers illustrators that work together to make a a full magic set feel whole in a sense you know like they cared <laughs> so like uh, illustration styles are similar the card frames match up whether they're new or old and i love magic the gathering playing the game but this is the reason i got into playing the game i Same. i love this and you know me being a creative person in as my day job you know graphic designer illustrator uh and if you see me at RCQs, I will give you tokens of my illustrations. So watch out for me. Yeah, all uh, of us. We have tokens. We're giving out tokens we're at, get, these, at these we're, bitches. Oh yeah, we're yeah. giving. We're just we're gonna fucking smoke bomb and throw them up in the air and leave. <laughs> but um, <laughs> our first thing, the first thing we wanted, I, I wanted to talk about is, it's gonna be pretty quick, but the card border, mm-hmm. and most people think about like. The border is like, oh, the, you know, the old border, the new border is like, no, the border is the the literal border, the black border, the white border, or even the silver and gold ones, but they don't exist and they can't hurt me. But, um, <laughs> uh, and this is, I think is a great example of why art direction is key, uh, because a white and black border on magic cards, they look completely different from a design standpoint and People love white borders, people love black borders, and there's there's that whole fight, but it really comes down to how visually these game pieces look. And the white border with framing and illustrations has worked for millennia, but for some reason white borders on magic cards, it looks it looks weird. It mm-hmm. looks too bright. And it yeah, it, it's it's it radiates and I just I just don't like it, which is very strange. So <laughs> so from a social perspective white borders were pretty reviled because they were used to denote that a card had been reprinted yes mm-hmm. so a lot of the times people didn't want to have the reprint they wanted to have the original printing so white borders were often regarded as less than because of that they weren't the original yeah and you know that's another way of art direction and just you know being collective being like all right we want this specific border to be for this specific type of card and mm-hmm. I, this is another thing that I'm glad they didn't do it, but they were in early in Magic's career or like life, they were thinking about changing the back of the Magic card. Oh, so I Arabian Nights, yeah, Arabian Nights was first coming out, and they were thinking about doing like like the same back but different color scheme. And oh boy, it looked real bad, like bad '90s graphic design, bad. Mm. like yeah and they're like you know what it's clean it looks good let's keep let's keep it the way it is and i'm forever thankful because they were thinking about doing a different card back for each set yes like treating it like a board game right like different expansions could be separated out differently Mm -hmm. Uh, i uh maybe perhaps a hot take i think the card back on magic cards looks dumb as fuck Oh, it does but it's (laughs) it's it's one of those things we'll talk about again with the illustration aspect it goes into the it's iconic bad yeah <laughs> you know For it's sure. like oh the nostalgia it's an icon it's trash i'm sorry like i'm pretty sure the font is papyrus and i no we do not have enough time for me to rant about font uh, <laughs> <laughs> but fuck papyrus and i hate it 
But um, yeah, just so this is a little history on card borders themselves and, you know, differentiating the border and the frame. There's another thing we're going to be doing leading all the way up into the guessing game. We're going to tell you all what our favorite borders are. And Ashley and I, Mm-hmm. I think you're this, you and I are the same. We like black border yes. cards. I think they look yes, clean. I think they look great. And of course, An- Anthony is just throwing a Molotov cocktail into everything. And he lo- wants to watch the world burn and loves white border. Motherfuckers, I will white border black bordered cards. I'm in there with the fucking acetone and the Q-tips white bordering these Jace the Mind Sculptors. <laughs> white bordering Misty Rainforest. I'm just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> white borders arguably are good to help you make sure things are easily searchable. Yes. Yeah. That, that does help. Like, I like to use white-bordered basics if I'm playing Legacy, God help me, because mm. I have white-bordered <laughs> duels that I play with, and mm-hmm. I know all my fetchables are in white-borders, so, like, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to find stuff. I know that a lot of Tron players are big fans of, like, doing white-bordered Tron land specifically for that reason as well. Yeah, I, I did yeah. that when I played Tron, just the old-border or the old-border white-border ones, just so you know which cards are different. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, and this one's going to be a little longer, and I love this aspect of Magic Cards. Card frames. Holy shit. I love these so much. <laughs> and the card frames are literally the frames that house the artwork and the rules text of magic cards. And there have been a, a, a ton over the years. But we're going to start yeah. with the original or the retro frame. And that one, it's it's pretty iconic and simple. It looks like it's right out of a, a D&D manual. You know, and each color of magic has their own distinct border with a distinct color. And I think they match really, really well as far as a design standpoint, like with with blue being more ocean like or red being more like brick and like hard and just like, you know, brimstone, brimstone. Yeah. uh, Black with like the bubbling cauldron. White is just plain because I don't know. It's boring. (laughs) White is sand or some dumb shit. It's sand, Sand, bright white light. Mm. And then and then green. It's a it's a forest like. It, yeah, it Ill- illegible, <laughs> illegible text is part of white's color pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, like the white, uh, the white frame on uh, like the original white frame and the like the retro frame, uh, like I get it, it works, but it's just so fucking boring. It's like the it's like the red frame, but without any like spice to it. Because, like, you have the cracks and, like, the little texture aspects to the red one, but the white border is just like, yeah, it's a white yeah. border. You're here. Put the, like, the, the Photoshop grain filter over it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now, the when we look at original borders and retro borders, there actually is a difference. Like, alpha and beta um, cards, they have the old border, but they look a little different. They have, like, little dots in the corners. They're more rounded on on the, on the corners of, like, the black the black borders. But that's uh, that's a, a little difference between, you know, with the original and retro frames. The frames themselves from a design standpoint are pretty much the same. The the retro frames that you see in like, you know, the the remastered sets or, you know, like the list cards, things like that. It's a little updated for, for good reason. But it's one of those things where they took something that people enjoyed about the game and really liked, but revamped it and didn't completely redo it. And that brings us to the beginning of uh, modern legality with the modern frame which i think is uh cool and also very confusing because uh, when i was a young person i thought if a card had a modern frame it was legal in the modern form (laughs) that was originally the point yes but then they started doing different frames for every fucking card and set and they got real confusing then they gave up on all of the form 
yes. factors and just decided that visual cues don't fucking mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the modern frame, when 8th edition was released, it was the the new debut. Like here, the sky is falling. Magic is done. They're changing what made it great. And yeah, magic is dying 1999 through every year forever. Correct. <laughs> and this was one of those years where people were like, they changed it. I'm not like I, I saw a lot of people like I'm not playing magic because I hate the card frame. But fast forward and it's pretty well liked. I think this was a great change and I'm, I'm glad they brought the retro frames back as specialty cards. But I really like the introduction of bringing magic the game as far as not only the gameplay, but also the design of it into like the 21st century. Yeah, it looked a little less like old school D&D modules and a little more Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. All of the 90s Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Also, upside is that the text was more legible. Yes, which is <laughs> a good thing. You have to True. read the cards. Reading the card explains the card. And if you can't read them, you can't really explain it. And you can't uh, like, play it. Exactly. Not and well. This, true you know mm-hmm. like there's sometimes i read the card five times and i still don't get it but that's fine Same. my brain my brain don't work <laughs> um, but des- design matters in keeping your game relevant like magic is magic is one like i i think it is one of the best like tabletop games ever made and mm-hmm. it is withstand it's been around for for so long since 93 and what helps is you going with the times but not going with trends you updating and not just you know be an old man yelling at clouds and (laughs) be like no this is how we're gonna do it bang my head against the wall it's how it's been forever like no you have to adapt and change and redesigning your cards sometimes is a good choice and also being able to pivot as well but i think it was a but but they also made something that's easily recognizable like something that is Mm -hmm. theirs you see it and you know Mm-hmm. And I I like I like that aspect. And that that's a good mark. That's a, that's a great thing for good graphic design. When mm-hmm. you look at something, it's legible and it reads perfectly. Not just the text, the design itself, the image, what it is. When mm-hmm. you just you see something and you know what it is, that is. But there, the modern frame was updated in M15 to what we would call the current frame. Now, it's like beginning, middle, and end. We still have the current frame, and I, I, I really like this aspect. I'm not going to go super, super in-depth with They updated the, the modern frame and introduced the hollow foil stamp and, you know, dec- decreased the border size. They they took what they already had and just revamped it to make it a little structurally better and help in other aspects. So and you can actually tell what rarity was. Ex- yeah, and because they're fucking <laughs> introducing, like, mythics and stuff, you got to know what yep. <laughs> how much a card is or how, how hard you have to... to to look for it um but even though sometimes the orange and the gold were a little hard to tell in some of those early oh, ones yeah. oh you're talking about set symbols that makes sense okay yeah so set symbols okay and look look <laughs> i I, ch- I chose the wrong profession too because like i have horrible eyesight and i'm partially colorblind so they're just like oh the mythic rare symbol is like a little different i'm just like they look the same. oh my god <laughs> like it didn't I, help I that they what do you call them anthony can openers they yeah, all look all like set, can openers. A, a, all oh my god, yes. look like can openers. Anthony and I have had many discussions on this because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. We actually there was one late night, like after like F and M or something, we were talking. We just went through like so many set symbols, and we're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's a can opener. That one looks like a can opener. That one's a weird can opener, but it's still a can opener. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but um yeah the the current frame is a a little a little update I, I think that's great you never like i said from going from the retro to the modern one or the original frame to the modern one you always want to update and these are game pieces like sometimes you have to update things for legibility for gameplay you know we're going to talk um next about new cards coming uh into the game and i the, the perfect example i think would be the enchantment creature frame from the theros block where enchantment creatures were a thing how do you distinguish an enchantment creature from a regular enchantment or a creature? The frame, <clears throat> and it matters because make it sparkly. Yes, I I love the, the the constellation mechanic was a part of that block, and enchantment creatures. They had that constellation vibe as far as the border goes, and I think that's a really really cool aspect for gameplay and design. You know, marrying each other. It's good when you use art for something that is useful and that is <laughs> providing a visual cue to help the user. I like that we're all kind of indirectly involved in design in our day jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but mine is my portion is very, very much focused. The design is there for a function. There mm -hmm. is a reason that this happens and providing a visual cue was an is an important part uh, you need people to be able to look at things and where negative space goes and where negative space doesn't go isn't just an aesthetic choice, but it is a choice specifically designed to influence the person looking at it to look in one place or another or to follow a specific path through an image. Those are important things. I, visual cues mean something. And this is where art directors come in. They come to wrangle the creative people. Like. <laughs> Exactly what Anthony said, like this has this serves a function. We have to be in this box. I know a lot of creative people want to just go out and do all the things. But sometimes we need the like you have five things, put it in here. This is what you're going to do. And some of the best work comes from just, you know, putting a creative person, a designer or an artist in a box and say, this is all you got. Go make go make magic. <laughs> Restriction <laughs> breeds creativity. A hundred percent. And another so that's right. Restrict creative people to boxes and then you bury them in no, your backyard. No, no, no. Anthony, no. how many times do we have to just like bury the like the farmer's market painters like in your backyard and have to have a cover story for them? Like how many times do we have to do that? It, like I'm getting it's getting old. Like I they can't I can't learn, keep making alibis for you. They should learn to breathe through their own vomit better. <laughs> God. And like I understand that their mouths are taped shut, but they can they can force through their noses. And if they can't, that's because they're not chewing enough. Oh. They need to they mm. need to like I'm mm. I'm concerned Stop. about people's health. No, Anthony. Mm -mm. And I think if you don't masticate thoroughly enough, you're very likely to choke to death on your own chunky vomit, <laughs> like Campbell's chunky clam chowder coming up after I have forcibly injected you with Drano. I took my headphones off because I was very intravenous Drano. Intravenous Drano. <laughs> Did you hear the bit about the candle no, chunky clam chowder? It was wicked good. Chunky Stop. clam chowder. Anthony. All right, planeswalker Actual frames. <laughs> planeswalker frames. I enjoyed planeswalkers. Another the sky is falling moment for Magic as far as gameplay goes. But I think they did a very, very good job of designing the card frame for this new card. I still think Planeswalker shouldn't exist. They, I, I would agree, but the frame yeah. slaps. I think not, it just looks so clean. 
Yeah, then they put the, the Planeswalkers also had their own special border, too, for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Where they had that border where it, like, did the thing like Adele's neck, where it, like, kind of curves in a little bit. And just yeah. gets, like, a little thicker right towards the bottom. Yep. At the at the join. It was curved um, on the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they applied that to everything. And I'm just like, again, visual cues mean nothing. Adele's neck. Adele's neck. It's, this is going to be Ranger's Guile all over again, but with Adele's neck. <laughs> but I love the Planeswalker frame design. Nothing too crazy. Don't but... look at me like that, Ashley. You know what I'm talking about. Why is her neck shaped like that? I don't know, but I don't... Battle frames. <laughs> I'm sorry, but once you get to her shoulders, it looks like bad level design from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, I like Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater. Why, why, are we, why are we going into, like, body shaming territory? I don't think this is body shaming. I'm not ascribing a value to the shape of her neck. I'm ascribing value, positive or negative, to the level design on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater a body, Ashley? No, but when you ascribe then that value so, to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and you are equating it to Adele, then you therefore are ascribing a value to are Adele you com- and body you're communicative, shaming. You're communicative valuing Adele's neck with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I think you, you understand did that. how ridiculous you sound right now. Fine then, Ashley. I guess I'll go ahead and edit my text and say I need you to help me move the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters that I buried in my backyard. What'd you do to Tony Hawk? What'd you do to him, Anthony? Let's just say you've never seen Tony Hawk and this Anthony in the same room. Because of the restraining order. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to talk about battle frames. Please. Because um, uh, I I enjoyed every, I enjoyed most of the aspects of the design for battle frames. Besides the horizontal formatting of it. Stupid. I don't get it. Because it's... if you, if you log into Arena right now... All of them look exactly like other magic cards. You could have done it. You can't use the There's too no much advantage. Text. There's no advantage to it. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't There's, do again, anything. It's a it is a it is a creative decision that has no function. And yes. because of that, it's stupid and annoying. Planeswalkers yeah. exist. You did the same thing with more shit for planeswalkers. But with battles, you're like, fuck it, horizontal. And I'm just like, okay, awesome. I, it's a horizontal card, and then I flip it, and then it's vertical, and I'm like, what is this? I, I hate it. I hate so it. I, I don't I like the it. horizontal either, but it would have been better if when you flip the card over, that was also horizontal. At least it no, would have maintained. No, because sometimes it's a creature. Well, yeah, that's true. See, so this then is you where the horizontal kind of design thing. Way. Yeah, it just sucks. Just Couldn't terrible. do it. It just sucks, yeah. and that this is this like that's the only part of the battle frame that I dislike, and it's like the biggest part that's the issue. It's I, a, I honestly think that whole mechanic uh, is a failure, top to bottom. Yeah. I think it's a terrible mechanic. Um, I think it's a terrible mechanic, um, and if they put the it's it's got terrible uh, design elements on it. It's just bad. It's a miss for me. The whole battle is um, it it's bad. It goes to the. The, it's not horrible and it's not great. It's in that territory of the rings of power on Amazon uh, where it's like, this <laughs> does not need to exist. It's just, it, you, you didn't need to introduce battles. Like you really didn't no. like it to like, they, they, why <laughs> it's a mechanic that inherently does very little if you're behind. And yeah. if you're ahead, it puts you farther ahead. And I'm just like, why do we, why do why we, do we need, need this? It? Why do we, why do we, what, yeah. what's the advantage of this effect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, reverse battles 
listen, listen here. I'm card design right off the top of my head. Reverse Boom. battles. Okay. I play a battle or a, some other card type. We'll call it um, a siege, right? Mm-hmm. I play a siege. Okay. It stays on my side of the board. And when my opponents attack me, whenever they deal damage to me, any amount of damage, mm-hmm. I remove a siege counter from it. I like that more. And then when the siege counters are removed, I flip it and get to cast it. Yeah. Because that is a mechanic that allows you to inherently catch up. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm on the play and I go ter- uh, topiary stomper, turn four, play a land and then go and put two lands into play or whatever like that. And the mm-hmm. topiary stomper can attack. All right. Attack my battle now. Play my battle. Get my land. Now I can attack. Attack the battle. Flip the battle. It's a four, four. That's another land. Annoying. It's just like, why? Mm-hmm. Why does we don't need more effects in this game that put you farther ahead? It's good that they're fucking ugly. I think it should discourage people from playing them. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and sadly, like the battle type for battles right now are siege. So your new mechanic would have to have a different name. Yeah, it would have to have a different <laughs> have, have, have to have a different That's another name, thing, but... too, where like battles have types where it's just like, all right, fuck off. But you just know they're leaving design space open to do more things to piss me off. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's even worse that you just love standard too. So you most of the time, I mean, they're just part these. of the format. You're going to yeah. play with them. Yeah. And you're, they're just going to be part of it. Mm. Yeah. Like the mono red deck that plays their battle and their deck just like ignores it. They put it into play and ignore it. And I'm just like, this is not the sign of a well-designed mechanic. Yep. Mm-hmm. People are using half of it and ignoring the second half. I'm just like, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whiff on design with gameplay and design and visually. So yeah. Battle frame. Eh. But I will talk about, this is the very subtle design uh, choice, uh, the legend frame. Oh, with the little woobity woobities on the with, top. With, with the crown. Yeah, the woobity woobity crown. Uh, uh, oh, my God. It's supposed to be a crown. Jesus Christ. That makes so you much You didn't know sense. that? You didn't know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I just loved it. I loved it. I was like, I hey, we've so got much. a we've got a visual indicator that there's this. There is a visual element that that provides me quickly mm-hmm. with more information about the games the game piece and i love that and it's but, it's yeah, subtle it being a crown makes sense it's it's subtle it doesn't take away from the card and it, that 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 was the the toughest thing with legendary permanence they weren't different it just had legendary in front of creature land or whatever this way mm-hmm. like oh i have an urborg like which one's your urborg it's the woobity woobity one the one with the woobity woobity on top yeah yes so I like i love it. like i love visual cues like that like mm-hmm. how they did the little tombstone on cards with flashbacks yes oh my god i yeah. i love that so much it looks cool and it tells you what the card does with just a single icon Mwah, chef's kiss yeah there's just like it's it's conveying information to you and there's all those specialty frames right like this the fucking stupid shit there's there's too many like back mm-hmm. back in the day like it was cool. It was, they were rare. Like, fuck, even at one point, full art lands were like, a, oh, if you have these, you found them like somewhere there. Like, you can't find them now. Full art lands are everywhere. Specialty frames, they're in every fucking set. And mm-hmm. most of them, like, they look cool. But as game pieces, they're dog shit. When somebody thought seizes me and it's the Amonkhet one, I'm just like, what is that? What what are those words? What the fuck does that even mean? Oh, it's yeah. thought seize. I don't believe you. I don't believe it looks stupid. It looks I need stupid. the errata, please. Yeah. So I am generally, I'm generally of the opinion that the categorical imperative is the idea 
that if you are going to do something, it's not a good thing to do unless everybody else doing it wouldn't result in something horrifying happening. So you don't take two pieces of candy from the candy bowl, because if everybody did that, there wouldn't be enough candy for other trick-or-treaters, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a violation of that. And don't do a weird specialty frame for one set, because if you do it for a bunch of other sets, it makes people's boards inscrutable. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And the fact that they're doing this in standard sets, like, upsets me more. Mm-hmm. because there's specialty arts and frames in standard where it's like it, it's standard like can you not like if somebody wants to like get the cool frames for their modern deck or legacy or pioneer or like sure or commander it's mainly for commander commander awesome. but like standard like stop like you can do like specialty frame stuff for non-standard legal cards that you can get in standard packs i like what they did with the brothers war with that with the old frame artifacts Cool, they're not standard legal cards, but hey, cool, I get a warm coil engine. That's awesome. Here's an old border Mishra's bomb. Cool. Not like here's a um a weird crimson vow uh graveyard trespasser in Thalia. And mm-hmm. you play mm-hmm. in a standard tournament, you're like, what the fuck is that? It's like it's Thalia. I'm like, are you sure? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that doesn't look like a magic card. And this is also another thing where like design and function like don't meet, where the Amonkhet. Uh, and Kaladish ones, they look beautiful just as pieces of art. Yeah. As game pieces, they're dog shit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they they don't they don't have like I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, that's pretty, but what does it do? Like, we're playing a game. They have to be legible, readable, all that. It's it's kind of like if everyone showed up to a chess tournament and everyone had wacky chess sets yes. that they played with mm-hmm. their own chess sets. A great like the Mario chess set or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like here, yeah, I came like, with my frozen ch- chess set. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these pieces? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. And they have to write it on there so you can remember. So you're paying part of your attention to which piece is what instead yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, just not it's, helpful. It's not, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. Not good. I, I think in, so the throne of Eldraine frames count as a specialty frame, right? Like the uh-huh. alternate art. I think those are an exception to this. You can actually still read them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, and one thing, one frame we didn't mention too, now that you mentioned throne of Eldraine, the adventure frame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was done well, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can like be daunting at first, but when like with planeswalkers, someone explains it to you like, okay, I like that design choice because mm-hmm. it's hard to fit two cards into one card that are kind yeah. of different. We already, yeah, we already had a visual cue for that. We already had a visual cue with split Mm -hmm. cards. And I think they wanted to differentiate the mechanic. um, And I wish they would have just left it with split cards. Like like wear tear, like where they're split that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think those look fucking stupid. I also think those. I don't like them being horizontal either. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just, it limits so much in information. Like your Mm -hmm. text has to be tiny your text is mm-hmm. tiny enough being on a magic cards they're two and a half by three and a half mm-hmm. the split cards are it's it's a little tough but um yeah like yeah. I, I i thought this was really cool i'm i i love talking about design and things but also mm-hmm. design especially in magic with game pieces it does matter for gameplay and also the the life of of your game like going forward you know mm-hmm. like if your cards look not just good but look well done because you know Art is subjective. Not everybody's going to like a certain design, but as long as you look like you're giving a shit and are, are willing to adapt, whether it's playing a game of magic or designing magic cards or designing frames for cards, it 
Like you got you gotta you gotta pivot sometimes and you know make some some choices. Some may be good, some might be bad, but you learn from it. But now, what's your favorite frames? Mine is the retro frame. I like the retro frame a lot. When they started doing that with um the MH2 cards, I really enjoyed that. But they my made op- them look nicer. They solved some of the problems with them. They did, and, and I think they look fun and sharp. But you can you can read them better. Um, mm-hmm. Honorary mention would be the Throne of Eldraine specialty frame, though. I actually you like really the, love the, that the fairy alternate tale. art. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that whole Art Nouveau kind of vibe mm-hmm. with the vines and the, the, the flavor is real, real very good on organic. That one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a surprising. I love the 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 retro frame as well. I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for like the old cards, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the the new retro frames, like like you said, they 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 update the updated them and made them look so clean and wow. Uh, Love them. Yeah. Love them. What's your what's your favorite showcase frame then? Because Ashley's is uh is uh Throne of Eldraine, like the showcase frame, mm-hmm. the one that's an alternate frame that just kind of looks a little bit different. It's still shaped like a magic card, you know. But... Yeah, it's it still has the same frame, but it's just like a little a little spicier. Yeah, it's, what's yeah, what's it's... your favorite uh showcase frame? Oh I have a few, but um Oh shit. I might just be boring and like I I also really love the, the Throne of Eldraine thing because it's just it's just it's such a flavor win, and I love that the art directors understood the assignment where the the art matches the frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think the best examples are two really great examples from uh, uh one yeah. of those where they put like two legends together, uh mm. the Torbrand yeah. and Rankle that Thalia. art with that frame, uh, Thalia and the Getrog monster. Yes, that like that one was super super like, questing beast. I think it's a secret layer one, but it's the same frame. The questing beast art with that frame, oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, I I I love the Throne of the Train stuff. It's so cool. Uh, my favorite frame in general is unsurprisingly the Future Sight frame. Mm. They're so weird. It's <laughs> spatially, it's so efficient. That is true. Yeah, it's very. It's very like utilitarian and very um I want to say like Windows NT kind of vibes. It's you got know? lawnmower man vibes, you know. Yeah, like grass stains on your white new balances. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite showcase but, uh, frame? Oh, uh, uh, Streets of New Capenna. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. The new Capenna, yeah. Yeah, it's like Art Nouveau type shit. Or oh, I'm, I'm a big fan yeah. of Art Deco. Yeah, Art like, Deco. Mm-hmm. I, I love Art Deco in general. Yeah. So like, um, just oh, like that, that, that kind of idea yeah. of like that dominance over nature, like angular, mm-hmm. very nice. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. good job with that frame. Mm-hmm. And like there are some ones that are just look fucking stupid. Like these goddamn Ixalan. What if they were a coin? Shut the fuck up. Oh, You're God, dumb. I, ha- I hate those. Yeah. Dumb, straight to jail. <laughs> I wish that I had the job where in some cultures, when you get too old to contribute to society, they put you on an ice flow and then hack at the ice flow and then send you adrift to sea. That's the job I fucking want. And the first person to get put on that fucking ice flow is whoever came up with that goddamn bullshit coin showcase frame to see with you, sir, to see. <laughs> Mine is the the crimson vow, uh, frame, and and the I, the Icoria comic book things. I'm I'm very happy they've expanded in art styles, but they just don't look good. They look stupid. They, they look, look dumb. Really they look dumb. really dumb. 
and they don't look like magic cards. That's like that's the biggest thing. Like they still have to look like magic cards. Mm-hmm. Anything that has come out of a secret lair is garbage. And I'll be actively annoying if somebody plays them against me in an event. I'll be like, okay, <laughs> what is that card? What is that card really? They'll be like, I'm gonna do this, and I'm just like, okay, but what's the real card called? I, I got I got viscerally angry uh, when they released the Grist secret lair. That's not a magic card. That's a psychedelic poster. Like, it just looks like a psychedelic gig poster. That's not a fucking they, magic card. If, if honestly, if they hadn't disbanded the DCI, the DCI, I have yeah. faith, the right thing for the DCI to yeah. do would have been to say, no, these, you can't yes. do this. Uh, I, I 100% agree. Also, bring back the more you know star on promos. That was the best. Bling. I yeah. love that fucking thing. It was simple and clean. All right. Art time. <laughs> We're going to do a little Ongo Gabogian, the art collector, charmed, I'm sure. We're going to look at art and critique it. And for, again, this is auditory, but we will, we will tell the listeners at home what cards we're talking about. Um, so you can look it up. And if you're not driving, look at them while we discuss <laughs> them. Definitely don't look at this art while you're driving. Not... Not very safe. Or do. I welcome death. And I think you should too. In Minecraft. (laughs) In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Okay. We're going to go through four eras of illustration in Magic. The first will be in 1993. It's a very iconic piece. The OG. Mm -hmm. It's a very iconic piece of art. I refer to myself as the OG, but for me it stands for original ghoul. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) makes sense birds of paradise specifically the uh it's it's the same art but it's like alpha beta birds of paradise and fun story with this particular piece of art by mark pool uh it was meant for tropical island it does have some striking similarity to it yes but uh um they looked at it and they said oh the birds in the foreground i think that like that's the main focal point no we use it for another card and that became birds of paradise cool and now with what i said in the beginning of the episode this is a clear iconic card that mm-hmm. has a lot of nostalgia that's a <clears> part <throat> of the history of the game but as a piece of art eh, no it's uh, kind of boring yeah. and not no. very great it's got very it's got very this is doodled on the inside of my trapper keeper vibes Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is uh like I took a Bob Ross class, mm-hmm. like, and here's my painting. Now I yeah. will say I love seeing because uh Mark Poole recently did some it was like Double Masters 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh he did some art for for that set. He did exploration, I think the full art for that. And to see his maturation from this till now, it's like night and day. And to see well, wasn't somebody he a child when he did this? He was like in college. Like, so he was like, in so this, a child. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but just still just to see him go from where he started to where he is now. I think that's really cool. And just to see it through magic cards is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel nostalgia for this art style. Mm-hmm. Um, but objectively, like you said, it's like it doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. It does very much look like the fantasy art that you would see at the time. So I think if a more modern art style or a more polished art style were used, I think that that would have set the cost of this product too high to produce. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and it would have impeded with the popularity. Like, Birds of Paradise, by today's standards, might not look like the best thing we've ever seen. But I think that it fit in. This is very much, this would work on the side of a van. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to understand that, like, this was a game whose original market was definitely Funny Uncles, right? And I mean funny as in comedically funny, mm -hmm. not funny as in like a like a coded term to just say they were gay. Although there were a <laughs> lot of there were a lot of uh, in the in the late eighties, early nineties, this this genre was um, relatively welcoming to members of the closeted gay community. Yeah. So it was it's not a mystery that a lot of folks mm -hmm. like uh, that fit that fit that description kind of flocked <laughs> to this game. Uh, but I, I, I do, I do like that you brought up the point of um, the cost aspect of this because early days of magic is nowhere close to what, like, even the next era we're going to be talking about as far as the budget. Like a lot mm -hmm. of this was like college students, friends. One of the, I forget, I, I, it's not terminus. It's, it's a blue card used in prison decks and commander stasis. Sta stasis. Mm -hmm. That was Richard Garfield's aunt's piece of artwork that she gifted to him to use for his card game like they mm -hmm. were really putting stuff together with like bubble gum and duct tape as far as art direction mm -hmm. goes but yeah they you know, worked with what they had yeah and like there are some great iconic pieces of art from yes. that era mm -hmm. there are also things that need to be sent to the trash heap of history yeah. it, like it's <laughs> yeah. incinerated like burned and then buried <laughs> and burned again like like earthbind is indicative of the worst impulses of the community in that era. I don't know if I've seen this. It's just smutty fern gully. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah, you can tell even like in the text and the way that it's formatted on this, it looks like it's on like a piece of board that you would use yes. in like a video game of the time. You yes. Know? And so then it's, it's very, like got that weird yeah. indent. It's like so bizarre. Drop shadows that don't need drop shadows, shit like that. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can tell it's very pre-internet because like just from like a just from the, the frame design, we were talking mm -hmm. about frame design earlier. Mm -hmm. It's very it's the frame design is very much pre-internet because all of those things that we're looking at here would be there would be used in internet visual language to communicate this is a button that you're supposed to press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't so think be, that though, yeah. That would be a confusing skewmorph. Skewmorph. Skewmorph skew skew designs are designs uh, that relate digital items to physical objects so that the user has an intuitive understanding of how to use them. Think about the shelf looking thing that functions as a dock on Mac OS, right? Yep. It looks like a physical shelf that all of your home screen apps are put on. That's a skewmorph. And then as skewmorphs got abstracted design wise, um, they turned into new morphs, which are design choices that are meant to be evocative of former skew morphs. Hmm. Uh, what we see a lot in design from like magic today is a lot of it I would describe as new morphic design, right? Because previously it was designed to look skew morphic, right? It mm -hmm. was designed to look like a physical tablet that a spell was on. And yeah. now we're doing a design that is supposed to be evocative of that skewmorph, not of the tablet itself. Yeah, that Love it. makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. All right. The next era would be 2003, 8th edition, Royal Assassin. Yeah. By, 
one of my favorite illustrators around this time, Mark Zug, and he's done yep. quite a few. Yeah, I so I like this. This is my personal favorite era. Yes. Um, it very Same. much looks like like D and D fourth edition mm-hmm. cover art kind of vibes. Yes. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. Fa- fantasy mm-hmm. oil painting is really what this era was. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of really good illustrators. They had more budget. It was more popular. So they were able to get like more iconic fantasy illustrators and even sci-fi illustrators to do these amazing renderings of whatever card there was. And being a part of this game stopped being a thing that you had to be asked to do and started being a more prestigious thing. Yes. You so wanted there was to do a it. D- desire like you wanted to be a part of this, game. Mm-hmm. especially by like eighth edition shit. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. But yeah, this this one, not not too much top. To, like to talk about it's more of more refined of what the illustration was and kind of the idea of what they wanted it to look like but now they had the means to do it mm-hmm. and then the next uh era would be 2014 and the example is jace the living guild pack and for me this era was just concept artists vomited all over magic cards and that was every magic art it was just digital concept art everywhere it just yeah. it just felt like bad animation, a still yes. from bad animation. Yes. It's yeah. like pix it's the Pixarification of magic. Nobody had any skin. Everything kind of looked like a still from the Star Wars, the Clone Wars series. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say yeah. like I agree with you, but I wouldn't say the Pixarification. I'd say the Marvelization because this is around the time like every like Marvel movie was coming out, and it was just sleek, like concept art designs, or just everything had to be fully rendered or just. Like, hey, look at this one thing in pop culture. We're emulating it. And it just got stagnant and boring. Like like yep. those fucking movies. I felt like it It felt very rubber stampy, very samey. Yes. This is my least favorite era. Same. The 2014 I, uh, era. I think it. I think it just looks so. It's so fucking boring. Everything was the same. Yeah. Actually, we shit on it. Did you like this era? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> not not particularly. Um, for very similar reasons, but even looking like if you look at 2003 and 2014, like you're starting, this is where what we recognize the striking difference to me between like the art style is the depth in, in the Royal Assassin. Like you've got a background that shows like mountains in the back and all that. And when you look at this one, it's just like, yeah, you're cool. You're supposed to be, you've got this, you know, bright hand and you might have magical powers. Like, that's dope. But also, why is it so washed out? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know? it's like a, it's but... a, like, like Anthony said, I think it was perfect. It's just like a still from an animation yeah. or it's yeah. just concept art. It's not an illustration, really. Like, yeah, it yeah. is. It's an illustration. But like most, this era of magic just felt like every card was a portrait mm-hmm. of a scene or a character. And it was just like, it just got stagnant yeah. and boring after just, a while. There was no, like, it didn't have the dynamic movement that modern card art mm-hmm. does yeah. because it was meant to, again, in each of these, you find that it is mirroring the fantasy tropes of the time. Yep. And, True. like, there's maybe an argument to be had of who is setting and who is chasing these trends. Arguably, you could, because the same artists that are doing all of the stuff for magic are doing stuff for other entities as well. So you could say that these are just the trends. We talked about Art Deco and Art Nouveau mm-hmm. earlier. Who decided when we started Art Nouveau? Who decided, you know, who decided when we moved to Art Deco as the popular thing? These are in trends for their era. 
Yeah. And I personally think that this era of fantasy was horrible and soulless. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. And there's the modern modern art, like the the like present day stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. present day. And I, I honestly couldn't think of anything better than showcasing this one illustrator that I love, Wiley Beckert. Mm-hmm. She does some great work. Uh, March of Burgeoning Life. It's a, not a good magic card, but I thought the art style and the art itself was a good thing to talk about. It's just, it's so different from that like stagnant, flat, just lifeless, like here's concept art on a magic card. This has it's life very, to it. It's very dynamic. And I think that all mm-hmm. uh, that's like a popular thing right now is to really show like a dynamic movement going on. Yes, the mm-hmm. gesture is very important in the the illustrations of magic art right yeah. now and I'm I'm here for it. Like I love this. Also, March of Burgeoning Life. You march of burgeoning life, you're rot priest, so you can get another rot priest and you can play it and you can march of burgeoning life and put two counters on them and get a third rot priest. You get rot <laughs> priest Tron. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a standard deck for a hot minute. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'd like this is a great example of what we're talking about as far as what this episode is. And I also just wanted to showcase this artist. Um, mm-hmm. They also did uh, the specialty version of Emery from Aftermath. Yeah, that, nice. that that piece is phenomenal. The foiling yeah. on those cards, dog shit. You can't see the art or read it. Horrible. But the mm-hmm. art itself. Awesome. De- definitely check this this artist out. Why? I love that this has this has influences of like the oil painting style, um, but the modern the modern look of like some digital influence, but not too much where you lose lose feeling. You it, know? it has like that like acrylic and oil painting like rendering, but it mm-hmm. still has the gesture of like uh, I, I'd say uh, Japanese ink drawings. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was and, thinking of too. And it. It's not a colorful piece, but it Mm-mm. still has so much brightness and life to it. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the coolest thing. It's very desaturated and more on like the black and white rendering of it and the drawing itself. But it's just it has so much to it. It has so much depth and it's so interesting to look at. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I agree. Love it. I love magic. I love magic art. It's great. Yes. Here at the Goblin Trash Masters, we love competitive magic and we want to see it flourish. We know that there are tons of local game stores that want to run competitive events like RCQs, but might not have the resources or experience to be willing to try. Maybe they have tried, but they're a little nervous about getting back on that horse. We're excited to announce a new program all about Comp REL that we're calling the Comp REL Assistance Program, or CRAP for short. CRAP is there to help your small or medium LGS run Comp REL events like RCQs by providing them with support and materials necessary to run an outstanding event. Competitive integrity is our top priority, and we can help your store to break into the market of listeners like you. CRAP support involves either assisted hosting or remote consultation with our hosts who have a combined 23 years of tournament organizing experience. All participating stores receive a kit that contains everything they need to run a great and accurate event with things like an in-store event poster, table tents, deck registration sheets, and plenty of stickers and tokens to give out. Best of all, this assistance program is completely free of charge for your LGS and always will be. We offer assistance in the form of remote event planning via consultation or in-person hosting for stores within range of the Lexington, Kentucky area. Our goal is to do our part to support competitive magic. 
not to try to make a profit off of your LGS. If you think that your LGS might be interested, have them reach out to us via our website. The instructions are available at www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. That's www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. Spelled C-R-A-P. Like how a child would say shit. Wait, that's been that that's been like that the whole fucking time. None of you fucking told me. We can't actually have this as the name. You know that, right? Everything's printed, bud. It's too late to change it. No, 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 no. We should call it something less awful. Like uh the competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, that's way better. Jesus fucking Christ, you're both stupid. <laughs> It's that spinny wheel time, isn't it? It is that spinny wheel time. I get to talk more about art and stuff. I'm happy. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to play our guessing game, and that is a game that we play at the end of every episode in which Kyle, Ashley, and myself will all have a card in mind that relates to the theme of today's episode. Then we'll try and get each other to guess this card name. Uh, we'll be able to give each other cryptic hints as to what the card is and if everyone's stumped you can always ask yes or no questions to help you get a little bit closer and we encourage everybody listening in their car to play along i'm gonna go ahead and spin the wheel of names and see who is going first and if history it's is evidence ashley. it'll be ashley because it's oh, always ashley oh it's no, not oh it's not it's another a though <laughs> yeah it is me in this situation anthony So I'm going to go ahead and give you all a hint that my favorite art on any card, the card in question, relates directly to my favorite showcase frame, which is the new Capenna kind of art deco frame, and that we have specifically mentioned this card previously on this episode. Oh, man. So it's not in new Capenna. It is not in new Capenna. Okay. But it has that art deco style. It's got kind of like that that um, that vibe, that vibe, like that um, nineteen ten to nineteen twenty, like French poster kind of almost vibe, uh, kind of post, post like like post Marc Chagall for formism kind of thing. Was it printed in the nineties? <laughs> yes, this card was originally printed Ooh. in the nineties. Uh, before night before. Or let's say after 96? I believe no. Okay. So not printed in New Capenna. It's an old card. Old card. Mm-hmm. You said Mark Chagall style or post Mark Chagall? Post Mark Chagall. Post Mark Chagall. Okay. okay. So kind of ish. I can see it's where it's not we're hardcore. Going with that. It's post hardcore. <laughs> Was okay. it an onslaught? Was it an onslaught block? It was not an onslaught block, and to be to be clear, it was um, Mark Chagall continued after this style came through, but okay. like that that kind of uh, Mark Chagall era formism kind of left the limelight, and this became a okay. interesting art style. Okay, is it a blue card? It is a blue card. Okay. Okay. Is it a creature? It is not. Okay. Instant. Nope. Sorcery. No. Enchantment. Yes. Okay. Does it have a old border? Yes. Or old frame? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
old frame blue enchantment. Blue oh. enchantment. Was it printed before Onslaught Block? Yes. Okay. Its first its first printing was in Alpha. Oh. Oh, is it Stasis? It is Stasis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey. there it is. You said mentioned in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Stasis art is really, really interesting. I love it. It's definitely something you would probably find. You would think you'd find it more in like a modern art gallery than on a magic card. Yes. Mm. Indeed. I like that pick. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Stasis as a game effect and also at just the art. I, I do love it. Who's Who'll be next? next? Who's next to talk about art? <laughs> Is art just good because the right people say it's good? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's Ashley. Okay. So my card follows one of one of the more modern rules of the frame. Okay. Um, and don't want to give a color. Is it legendary? Yes. Legendary creature? Yes. Was okay. it ever printed before the legendary creature border? No. So it's Not always on the aware. ground? She's just here shaking her head. No. Like people listening to this <laughs> podcast can see her. It's, it's always had nope. the wobbly wobbly crown? Always has the wobbly wobbly, yeah. Okay. Wobbly wobbly. How did you say that? I can't remember. Wobbly the doobly. The, 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 the whirly durly. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Is it a gold creature? Like multicolored? No. Green? No. Blue? Yes. Okay. So it's a mono blue creature. Mm. Yes. Legendary uh, creature. Is it Emery? Yeah. Oh, nice. Emery Lurker of the Lock. Yeah, that's a good pick. I really that's, that's like some, that. That's some great yeah. art. Yeah. It, so one of the clues I was going to use is it makes me think of like a spookier if you can say that, Ophelia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like but it. I yeah, didn't want to give it away right away. <laughs> so I was like, but I wanted to say that because that's what it makes me I, think of. That's why I like it. I've, I've taken enough art history courses. The moment you said that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Emery, right? It's, yeah. It's the, it's the lake, the the style. Yeah, yeah. The original art of Emery is just like Ophelia with the sword, you know, yep. or if you said like, it's like King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. The, it's like M. Night Shyamalan's least popular movie. The Lady in the Water. Yeah. Most hated film. <laughs> But yeah, I love Emery's art. I want to play her beautiful. in something, but I've never gotten yeah. to play her in anything. The old artifact merfolk mm-hmm. that doesn't see play in merfolk. <laughs> yeah. All right. It just leaves me. And my yes. cryptic hint is this card's favorite song is from Ska Punk Legends, Choking Victim. And the song is called Five Finger Death. Uh, nope. Five Finger Discount. Notion Thief. No, but I like where you're going. <laughs> is it a creature? It is. Is the creature type thief? No. Rogue? No. You're getting closer. Is it a gold card? No. Is it black? No. Is it blue? No. Red? It is red. Does it red have haste? Creature. It does not have haste. The keyword, but you, it can attack when you play it a certain way. Does it have suspense? No. Does it have dash? It does. Is it the monkey? Is it? It's Ragavan? the monkey. It's that Ragavan? is good art. That is. Look, that's true. I oh, love my. it. I love. I love 
the original art of it because he looks so fucking fluffy and cute and he's just mm-hmm. s- just sitting in all of his loot like mm-hmm. in a ship that's great and also the uh like the kaladesh like artifact frame of where he's like been completed and like a like a just a, a rock monkey like um i love that one but yeah, i love ragavan the card i love the art mm. that's, and that's such he a good all example. the things it's such a good example of a beautiful card art as it was done originally, which was then, then I think was just made worse by every subsequent printing. Really? Yeah. I think the original printing looks amazing. And then I think that the, that the, the Kaladesh invention frame visual cues mean something. And it doesn't make sense that this is on a non artifact. It was very clear that the inventions were a specialty frame for yeah. artifacts. And then they just kind of didn't do that. And then the 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 PT Ragavan, I think, is so oh, close to looking good. Yeah. But um, I honestly think this would be a great card if they literally just gave him like an Eastern Orthodox Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Ragavan Jesus coming to save us. And I think the I think the full art one looks. You don't like that illustration? No, I like that. It's the full art. He, it's it looks where he's like holding he's something that and looking. Treasure. He's fucking that treasure, <laughs> like the MH2 full art one. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! You could see it in his eyes. <laughs> We've got the historic Kaladesh inventions: Aether Vial, Trinisphere, Ornithopter, and this brass flashlight for <laughs> some monkey. It's one of the most prestigious items in Kaladesh's history. But now it's full of monkey semen, just the way we wanted it. It's the brussy. The brussy. I'm never going to unsee this now, Anthony. Why did you have to do this? You're welcome. (laughs) Why are you surprised anymore? I don't know. Come on. Yeah. Interestingly with Ragavan is because of the foiling process and the art, I believe that this is the one that they literally printed a different version of Ragavan, a slightly different color version of ragavan for the foil printings really yes because it was just not laying down correctly when they did the foil it was the 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 combination of the crowded border and everything made it so and and the the really really busy artwork made it so that it kind of just looked like a blob you can see if you go to the scryfall you can see that the foil printing visibly looks different on scryfall like it has a separate printing entirely you're right and it, it's washed out if they don't have the foiling on it. Yeah. God, I can't unsee the art with the full art one now. Oh, mm-hmm. where where he's... Where he's, he's, where he's, he's fucking that. He's, he's fucking that goddamn treasure. <laughs> he's fucking that treasure. <laughs> While he's looking at the other thing in his hand. It's the other one he's gonna fuck. Yeah, apparently. He's even O-facing it. Mm-hmm. He is. Yep. Uh-oh. I hate it here. He's married to the one in his hand is the thing. So it really should be Ragavan Nimble Philanderer. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real.
but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up. 